You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Yeah, I just watched that new, well, I call, I'll call it the Bat Flash trailer because Mitch was right. That was very Batman heavy. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's a Batman movie that's based around a, a Flash mistake, just like Flashpoint was. It's it's like a it's like the the new Trinity, right? They're trying to do Batman, a super, and Flash. If they do it right, it'd just be three Batman. <laughs> Is there gonna be three Batman? There has to be. They're gonna like they have to install the Batman that gets brought into the universe going forward from Flashpoint. So he might only be in the third act. He might be a post credit scene thing, but like there has to be a third Batman that we are committed to going forward from this film. I also don't know if that they show a character from behind with a lot of white hair. I that's, don't know. If, I don't think that's Keaton. Yeah, it's Keaton before he gets a haircut. They've shown him with the long hair and oh, they photos did? and shit. All yeah. Right, all right. Yeah. I feel like they want us to think it's Keaton, but I didn't know. Nah, that shot of him as Batman saying, like, you want to get nuts, let's you get, nuts. get nuts. Yeah. That was that was like the first image of him released with a haircut, which means like at some point he, he's in the suit and he's got the haircut. We've already seen him in the suit, but at some point he like gets up and shaves and cuts his hair to be like, All right, let's go fuck shit up, boys. Like, so that's going to happen. There's going to be the scene where Batman's like, oh, and gets up out of a chair. Like, I guess I got to do this. So you think we're going to get a third Batman? Yeah, because Flashpoint's resetting the DCU, EU, whatever the fuck you want to call it now. Yeah. yeah. So, so like they have like they can't just get rid of both these Batman that they're for sure getting rid of. Like they're not going to keep Batfleck in the core universe going forward. They're not well, going to they're not going to keep Keaton in the core universe going forward. I mean, I'm hoping they don't keep Ezra Miller in the core universe going forward. <laughs> no, well they're not keeping Superman, they're not keeping Wonder Woman, like they're not keeping anybody from Batfleck universe. So Batfleck's going bye-bye. Like this is going to be the Aquaman cuz I had heard something about the Aquaman. I've I've heard that in the the second movie Movie, it's gonna just kind of be uh one of those elseworlds things now I like hope so. this movie is gonna be like gonna set the line we follow going forward right and it's gonna discard all that other shit there's gonna be a new superman movie coming out with a younger superman so there's probably gonna be a younger batman in this and it's not they wouldn't so, have gone out of their way to confirm that it wasn't pattinson if so it wasn't are, somebody right so what are we what are we thinking well the the vibe of the pattinson batman movie of of the pattinson movie was uh way different yeah it's too good yeah yeah i i really like the batman I want, i'm gonna watch it again i feel like it's not getting the credit it deserves and that's partially because people can't handle multiple batmans multiple whatever they just don't understand how comics work but I that's, agree with that. And I think fun. there's a large section of people who just like won't like Robert Pattinson because he's a teenage vampire heartthrob. Yeah, wow. but I think to a large section of like Batman nerds, like that's who Pattinson is. So like it's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, I can get over that. Again, I, I can't too. Comics. Oh, it doesn't bother me that it's Robert Pattinson. I thought he was right. great. I thought he was great as well. A little I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying, I think that is one of the reasons it's not a bigger deal is I think the fans that would normally be like, it's a real fucking Batman movie. 
are busy right. being like, oh, I really don't like him. All right. So then what's going to happen? Barry's going to go back to the future and it's going to be a different future with different uh, superheroes. Yeah. Or he's going to like just yeah go into a different timeline after he has to save his mom a different way to undo Flashpoint. Right. And then, yeah, there'll be there'll be this new universe he's in that's a slightly different adjustment. Now we're going to have all different people playing all these people that are younger the prop they might even get rid of barry let's hope but how well how what are they gonna do i don't know it, there's people already saying in the spoiler free reviews that it like sets up a second flash movie and we know they're not signing contracts with ezra miller's so the second flash movie it sets up has to be wally or or bart bart i hope wally i, I think wally's the better flash yeah what if he goes yeah there's all kinds of things that it could be when they put him back in the we, future now but the thing is is that we got ezra miller playing two characters in this movie two flashes both barry but one of them is going to become we think reverse flash or zoom no no he's not going to be bad they showed yellow the yellow's the the first flash he's wearing the the headphones and i don't know i thought that, that... that's a that's a batman suit that's had the ears cut off and then been painted to be a flash suit a hundred percent you can go pause it and look it's a batman suit that's had the ears cut off and painted to look mm. like a flash suit mm. all right because they only have one suit for the barry that time traveled I, I just feel like they're gonna villainize he's the one with the blue the blue lightning i don't think they are mm. i think barry fucking up is is enough con it's not a 12 issue story i think if it was a mini series he would or if there was any hope of like keeping ezra miller around they might go that route and have that be the cliffhanger that he becomes basically Eobod, but like I just don't I don't think they are. I think between Zod and him undoing the fucking universe and there being these crossovers and some kind of you know bad implosion of fucking the multiverse that he has caused, I think that's I think that's the main thing. I don't think there's like a secondary villain here. I think that's too complex for normal audiences. It makes me wonder, though, if they're going to go back to the future earlier than the very end of the movie and the second half of the third act will actually be reconciling for the new. I think they're going I think they're going more the direction of their like that Barry's now the Flash in Batman 89 universe. So like if they ever do any more Elseworlds movies about Batman Beyond or anything like that, a Flash exists in that universe. Okay. So it wouldn't be weird for Batman Beyond to have a part or which, something along those lines. Like but, I, me, but yeah. I think that's I think that's more of the 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 seasoning they're going to put on the story with that second Barry is that there's a Barry that's left behind with Keaton. Well, I was wondering if the uh moving forward if the third bat is going to be like Terry. Oh, it'll be it'll be bat bat going forward cuz we're getting a young Superman like they're going to restart. Oh yeah, they're doing a yeah i don't know what's your thoughts on that I, i'm okay with it i'm i'm just curious because i was reading an article about it the other day about how there are a lot of people angry with james gunn God, they're right. fucking idiots There's, they're people with no vision they're the yeah. same people who are mad every time marvel announces something who don't understand how a fucking puzzle works yeah but that being said i do think instead of this being the launch off for the dcu instead of re-editing it to do that they should have just let it be and let it die and had blue beetle be the launching point for the dcu because i think it's obvious just from 
the trailer and the fact that, like I said in the last episode, it's not even that it's, I know he looks like Iron Man, but I think the movie's going to have an Iron Man-like effect. Yeah. Where it's a character that, like, only pretty nerdy people are into. He hasn't had a ton of exposure, even though he was in Teen Titans and, like, maybe an episode or two of Teen Titans Go. Like, it's just not something everybody's hip now, to. Now, Gunn didn't have... Oh, wait, was... No. Gunn isn't... Uh, <laughs> he didn't make this movie. This movie he, was already being made before he came in. Right, but I, I strongly believe, and so do a lot of people, that Gunn probably knew he was going to be running DC before he could legally say it out loud because of his contracts with Marvel. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he might have had more to do with Blue Beetle than we... Then we have been told her that they're going to be able to like legally acknowledge. He obviously had a lot more to do with this movie, even though it was so far along and they didn't do that much reshooting. Like they didn't do an abnormal amount. So I think, I think he's probably had his, his, uh, his spoon in the pot for a little while, but it still could be a launching point. And this might just do a brief introduction of a character, leaving us with questions that yeah. Blue Beetle will answer. Well, I also just think it's a better approach, much like the Marvel Universe, to do this Blue Beetle movie where it's a standalone movie about this kid who just, like, does a badass thing, has a badass battle, comes out the victor. Mm. And then at the end of it, do a post-credit scene where when he's, like, sitting on a roof drinking a fucking Slurpee, hanging out after something, like, all of a sudden, Bats just creeps up behind him out of nowhere, Nick Fury style. Yeah. And it's just like, I've seen what you've been doing, kid. And he's like, holy crap, you're Batman. And then, like, you show the dude's face for a split second and cut. And like, if you built the universe that way, instead of once again, ham fisting it into being a fucking justice league movie from jump, here's everything all at once. Which is funny. Cause that's exactly what Iron Man did. Right. With- I, but, but Iron Man did the, like, here's a whole movie about Tony. Yeah. And here's 10 seconds for you nerds. And then, yeah. and then they did the next couple of movies, the same, like the way they built Led that to a decade of, and it got you to buy in on the smaller characters. Yeah. Like if you, if you start with Batman and Superman and the shit people already know they love, like, I don't know how prone to giving a fuck down the road they'll be to the blue beetle movie or the question movie or what. But if you start with the blue beetle movie and hint that Batman's trying to make a team because there's this huge threat coming and then fucking do plastic man and have bat oh, and, and, then, and then have bat show up and then do blue be uh, blue beetle two and have booster gold show up from the future because he was there because he thought this were when the justice league started and like do that move and, and, spend time developing these characters that'll make people give a fuck about the bigger universe in a deeper, more meaningful way. Mm. Like not, not copying Marvel, just to copy Marvel, copying Marvel because they did a new thing that, and the aspect everybody else is copying isn't the part of it that did magic. The part that did magic was how they built the universe. It didn't start with fucking Wolverine. Like they didn't, they didn't go All all in on like, Hey, here's the thing you like. Now we're putting chocolate sauce on it. Eat up hogs. Like they they went with like, hey, we know it's Thor. Give yeah. a, give us ninety minutes of your time. We promise it's gonna be dope. And it was, yeah. And they and they kept doing it, and it did make you give a fuck about Thor and Iron Man For and and yeah. Captain America yeah. in a way that you really wouldn't have going into Civil War. You would have been like, fuck, Black Panther, Ant Man, and Spider Man. This rules, but or Hulk, like holy shit, Hulk. But like Hulk's like c-string character in the first avengers movie he's like it's cool he's there but he's got less going on than the rest of everybody else yeah 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 that's a fair statement yeah they could bring in martian manhunter they could do they could 
They could build a really cool team and then just add Superman and Batman at the end after a bunch of cameos. So we should create some sort of a list, a pool, like a March Madness, maybe. I don't know. But which, uh, so we know that James Gunn is capable of making small characters or non-existent characters into established norms, right? Like Peacemaker. Rocket. Um, Right. Dude, Rocket hadn't had a book published in fucking 20-some years when James was like, hey, 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 watch this. Yeah. So what characters, now that he has the DC pantheon what characters is he gonna bring in i'm hoping for a plastic man dude it has to be plaz if he does plas right it it could be like one of the biggest fucking checkmates they could possibly pull on marvel because there's like plastic man's up there with being written in the comics and written in everything he's been in as well as marvel characters he's got depth there's a richness to who he is and his personality and his motivations it's not just like I am a do-gooder. My parents are dead and I will avenge them. Like, uh, the rest of DC is so black and white, good and bad. Right. And Plastic Man's one of the few people there that has a complex story. Martian Manhunter. He He's yeah. stuck here. He, he wants to kill planets, but this other thing fucking eradicated his people. And now he's here being a detective trying to just do good and learn. I think Manhunter would make a great tv series you do uh, just like true detective true. yes yes we talked about this before like instead yeah. of being a san francisco cop he which he i guess they could still do it like that he could be like an fbi or well, whatever agent. yeah no wasn't he in he, he was, was in made, made up city in colorado oh really I, yeah it's right. why it's why i loved him as he i think he was in san francisco in certain i did read too. a book that he was yeah there. but it was why i liked him as a kid he was like the only character that it was in Colorado and they draw the Rockies behind them and shit. And That's it was awesome. cool. But yeah, and I just do true detective and have it be that like his partner thinks he's weird, the whole thing. And then maybe like the last couple of episodes expose that they're tracking an alien fucking threat that's killing people to get goods that they need for something. Yeah. And then Martian Manhunter has to expose himself to his partner as the Martian and fucking go up there and start doing the crazy shit he'd do. He'd do a lot of crazy shit too. Martian gets down. Dude, the question. You could have it be him and the question. Oh. What a one-two punch of detectives in the DC universe. And the Martian Manhunter's level and as logical as you could be, and he's there with the conspiracy theorist, but he can't deny sometimes he's right. Like, that would be a great dynamic. That would be. You cast that right and make the question just a little bit neurotic funny? That's brilliant. Oh, my goodness. That would be great. Why don't we... We should write that. Yeah, man. James Gunn should hire me. He should pay me like 30 grand a year, which is peanuts to those motherfuckers. And I'll just call him every time I'm this kind of high. And be like, hey, I got ideas. <laughs> well, I mean, it, to some extent, he probably does, right? People write shit all day on his on his socials, and he will read and, and maybe respond. I just think these are really good ideas. Like, there's a lot of cool characters. Like, Kite Man? Kite Man should have his own show if he's like the Kite Man from harley quinn right but does how do you yeah but you got to make him more serious for him to fit into the thing and have that depth of character he can't just be the joke or if you do do that that needs to happen in like the second or third phase you're right when you're when you're rich in the enriching the pot with seasoning when we got guardians of the galaxy and things of that nature that weren't really core elements to the universe but i i got i got a good idea but first i went back to you said that manhunter was a colorado 
yeah our character we're on our colorado episode episode 303 of the broadcast oh baby 303 that's I right am, i'm half of your geeks tonight matt oren i'm the other half jake becker yeah and we're so rocking it out my idea was maybe you do this one-off uh four-part six-part show about a bar or it takes place at a bar and it's the bar where all these c-list villains hang out yeah the and- the the if you the, again that's a dope one but i think that it'd have to be like third act in the movie structure that goes on forever because once you start introducing the villains all cohorting like that you got to ramp it up quick well, you, throw, are, you throw a hero or two in there because there's going to be interactions but those like villains will have to be teamed up in interactions again like that'll yes. it'd be almost like a quick launching pad to a uh uh ah, the what are they called the doom the helmet the vader helmet the penis that comes out of the lake the legion of doom the legion of doom that seemed wrong yeah. when i thought that in my head i just yeah, want yeah. to i would i would love a legion of doom but that'd be a way to springboard it is that they're all going and it'd be penguins club which they've already shot themselves in the foot with that yeah because of the show coming out but again that takes place in Pat- pattison's universe but i don't and think they'd tread that water twice and the badinson uh there's so many ways to do it man but i have faith that james gunn has thought about this harder than me i would have faith i don't always have that faith that's fair i but don't he's know proven, he's proven himself he, to yeah. be effective at this specific thing he's he is the fucking man so like i get i kind of get why certain fans are mad i think most fans are mad for bad reasons i think certain man's are fans are mad because they're scared because they just haven't thought about how much better it would be dude i think there's a reason that everyone likes teen titan shows better than any of the justice league shit i think that there is something to building the universe from a different angle than what you're familiar with because you can do more with it because we don't have preconceived notions of what these characters should be like and what they should do that but also it makes you reinvest Mm -hmm. like no one reinvests going to see batman you love batman you know that you're gonna have probably a good time seeing batman and then you leave like that batman ruled too but it's not a new love true you're not you're not seeing a new angle into gotham city you might see a new take on it but you're not you're not seeing a different thing it's not the difference between daredevil and strange and spider-man all being in the same fucking neighborhood like yeah you're you're really getting a different view so i think by getting fans to reinvest in the universe by giving a shit they could they could launch off in a way where then when batman and superman or if batman and wonder woman showed up you know six movies in it's a big deal and it pays off i just thought of you have to have certain other characters so in this new universe is there going to be a jim gordon i mean maybe but maybe we don't see him until we get into like bats gotham life Hmm. maybe when we see bats he's showing up in in uh, metropolitan uh metropolis to fucking talk to these kids he's recruiting where does blue beetle take place san francisco Uh, cord san francisco yeah yeah so like maybe batch just shows up in san francisco to talk to the kid and be like hi i've been paying attention do you have control of this goddamn thing like a- anything we want to study you up on the tower like there could it could be anything but just hold off on doing it until you establish these b-rate characters that there's so many there's mm-hmm. so many that dc has that are great even if they did a nightwing before they did a batman and just do that oh. God, that'd be great. And you just got a young 20s Nightwing, and then Batman's in his fucking late 30s. Even if you have a young Superman who gives a shit, that makes more sense why Batman's scared of him. Because he's this old man who's a little bit jaded, and now there's this alien on the scene, and it makes his butthole pucker. 
<laughs> I mean, for good reason, right? Right, but young Batman who just like believes in justice and shit, and there's no evidence against Superman yet would just yeah. be that's more of a question level detective work to be like, I don't trust him. Batman yeah. in his late. 30s being like everyone i've ever trusted has fucked me other than dick (laughs) wouldn't be weird for him to be like i'm gonna put kryptonite in my belt tonight like that adds up he always had it in his belt yeah that's that's the point like that's that's what a lot of people don't read uh realize is that his his superpowers he has a few uh one of them is planning yeah he is a master planner right but he wouldn't have it in his belt yet if there wasn't a kryptonian that's what i mean it, it gives sure instead of it being it's just always because they kind of appeared at the same time yeah It'd be Batman's been here and been operating for 15, 20 years. And now he's this guy and Superman makes him scared. And Martian Manhunter scares the shit out of him. Have you heard of it? I'm I'm on the IMDb and I'm looking up James Gunn and he's got writing credits for something called Coyote versus Acme. Yeah. Yeah. It was a short. I think they play it at the Looney Tunes Symphony. It's like one of the nine unique ones they play there. No, it's an hour and a half. Oh, then no, maybe and not. And it's this year it's listed as, and it's a story set in the Acme warehouse, the manufacturer of anything and everything used by Looney Tunes. It's got John Cena, Will Forte. When's that come uh, out? I, I don't know. I'm. It it says 2023. I don't know if some of that's, these. That's Warner people. Brothers. I wonder if that's one of the movies Zaslav killed. Oh, that would be sad because it could be pretty cool. Yeah, it wouldn't make me like on the edge or anything to know that movie exists and got canceled. I think it's based on a maybe based on a book. I, I don't. I don't- I don't think about building a killdozer and driving it into Warner Brothers fucking vault and stealing Scoop too, just so I can see what they're going to do next with the Hanna-Barbera universe or anything. <laughs> That's not a thought that crosses my mind every night at 2.30 in the morning. Makes well, me sm- smile in bed. It looks like it's, ah, uh, you know what? I don't know. They they had a trailer for it last year. And huh. it's, very, it's very possible that it got eaten up. Yeah, I don't even want to look. It'll make me sad. Dude, I'm just looking him up to see like what he what he's listed for coming. I really don't know how I would stop myself from physically harming him if I came into the same room as Zaslav. <laughs> like real, I th- like I think I'd see red, dude. Like I just don't know how I would justify being there, and not being like I need to physically hurt him, like he's hurt all these nerds. I mean, how much money did he actually save by doing this? Yeah. In the long run, none. But in that business quarter that he could show investors, a lot. And that's the game now. They're not running it as a real business. They're running it as a fucking stock. Mm, and well, he, that's, and that's why they hired him. But fuck him, dude. You think the better way to handle the Hanna-Barbera cartoons is to shelve them instead of reinventing them, reinvigorating them, and then fucking making money off of them for the rest of time? What an untapped fucking lot that is. Dude, put the Laugh Olympics on during the Olympics on Fox. Just run that shit. Money, baby. I love the Laugh Olympics. Everyone does. You'll never meet one human being that doesn't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. You redo the Laugh Olympics with that guy who did uh, uh, the new Yogi. What was it called? Yellow Jellystone. Jellystone. Yeah. yeah. You get that guy, but then keep the animation more approachable <laughs> i like the animation of, of jellystone i just think if you keep it more approachable and do laugh olympics dude people would be fucking into it that is that is penetrated every generation up until generation z yeah and and i think it's just because of the way that tv changed laugh olympics 
was kind of like um what, what was that old show like competing with the stars or yeah that's what i'm saying you have to save it and do it during the olympics but then that get kids into quick draw mcgraw and all these other characters that you could spin off dude yeah. if you did a serious spoof a serious ish spoof on quick draw mcgraw for kids yeah that was in the tone of despicable me <laughs> that would make money dude this crazy hick that dresses up like zorro at night El Cabine! I'd go see that right now. Take my motherfucking money. Yeah, I would definitely watch a Laugh Olympics. Yeah, you you think a you think a fucking uh, Martian Manhunter True Detective would be cool? Give me a True Detective with Snagglepuss and Huckleberry Hound played for laughs, laughs. and you can have every dollar I've ever made. I I think I can fully get behind all of that. Yeah, dude. Like, there's money to be had at Hanna Barbera. There's a lot of money lying on the table that they're just fucking leaving there. I feel the same way about Looney tunes but they're finally doing that stuff on hbo max and i think the failure of the last space jam is going to slow them down but hopefully teach them some lessons <laughs> and but like there's just there's so much ip money laying on the table at warner brothers and zaslaw's fix was like let's shelve shit instead of being like let's uh let's throw a bucket on a rope and go back to the well because this shit is wet Let's go. So we haven't talked about the reasons of it other than the insurance. But do you think with the Batgirl movie that was already made that it, it didn't tie into what? Probably. Whatever? That's par probably part of why it was an attractive move to him was that it was going to be a movie that led to a universe they were killing anyway. So like getting the money, I could see that being an argument in his mind. Hmm. I still don't see how getting the write-off for the cost of production was better than getting the box office. There's just no fucking way that's true. It, but it was, once again, he could report in December that he got that money instead of waiting till July. Yeah. Did he cancel that movie before James Gunn? Or, you know, that's, yeah. The gun was definitely there when Zaslav got there. And I'm wondering if Gunn had any say on what, because maybe he saw the movie and, and as good a movie as it might have been, it would not have worked into his future plans, whereas he could have made the flesh do what he needed. I think that's 100% true. Yeah. I think I think there's no way that isn't part of the equation in Zaslav's mind. But then, like, what's the equation on Scoop 2? A completely animated and finished movie that we'll never be able to see. Maybe or he's just not a dog fan. I don't know. All the cartoons from Cartoon Network that he buried. Yeah, what a douche. Like, why not la launch, like, a real actual merch avenue and sell T-shirts and shit people want? based off of those characters and show that turnaround on a quarter to your investors. Like, look at all this capital we've been leaving on the table. Have you guys seen how much money NECA makes off of Ninja Turtle figures? There's nowhere to buy a good looking Fred Flintstone figure. Let's figure it the fuck out, guys. Like, <laughs> this is this is easy. This is just money laying around. But that's a different department, right? Yeah, kind of. But from the top down where Zaslav is, it's not. He's in charge well, of those guys, too. But there are only certain people that are able to have that uh, crossover vision. People like uh, Iger. Right. Or people that are getting promoted to run all of HBO Warner Brothers Discovery. Like, they, that should be part of the gig. You should be able to have the vision of where... I. I shouldn't be able to go in a room with Zaslav and for sure... I'd say I'm 98% sure I could embarrass him. 
by telling him where money's laying on the table at his company and being like, look, dude, this is all, this is all capital that you just don't give a fuck about. This is guaranteed cash, guaranteed fucking cash. DC is not your only fucking lump here, dude. You own Warner brothers. You have everything. Yeah. But they're only thinking about (laughs) Marvel and what they consistently put out. And they want, they want some of that. I know, but just like Mario just proved by like doing doing a thing that's just true to a fandom that has existed and never slowed down and has been growing for that long. Yeah, well, he's obviously not in that fandom. I know, but just like the business part of it, the fact that they proved like, look, we're not doing a superhero movie. We're doing a video game movie that is traditionally not made money. But we're going to do that character that everyone has given a fuck about a little bit, at least since 1985. Like there's so much money there. I think this Ninja Turtles movie this summer is going to beat the Mario movie. Really? Yeah, man. It's going to be a big, big, big fucking deal. Why? Between the voice cast, Seth doing it, and then the built-in Ninja Turtles fandom that I think is one of the most hardcore fandoms there is. uh, It's a wash, man. Again, it's the same as Mario. It's been beloved since 1987 by everyone, by Mm. nerds since 1985. But since the cartoon came out in 87, it has penetrated every childhood ever. Mm. There's not, there's been like two fucking years that it wasn't on TV that that whole time. Yeah. In some iteration or other. I've always liked the turtles. I watched them. I played the video games, (laughs) but like Willow likes the turtles. Me and Mitch love the turtles. M- Mitch's niece loves the turtles. Like it's every age my, group. My, my dad loves my the turtles. Don't, my kids don't know the turtles. That's my fault. Yeah, but but yeah, but I mean, if they were exposed to it, your kids also don't consume TV like normal kids. They watch more adult things because they're cool. But like, yeah, but like my dad loves it. There's a group of boomers who didn't have kids yet who just saw the Jim Henson karate movie in 1990 when that was the biggest independent movie of all time till fucking Iron Man beat it uh like it's it's just there there is a pile of cash laying there and i think once the animated movie does what it does they've already announced that the um casey jost colin jost one is rated r yeah they just announced that a couple of weeks ago so like dude that's gonna make more money than logan the titanic and fucking like iron man together like that that is huge that is a huge proposition for people and because the turtles isn't like mario it's like always had deep story to it Mm -hmm. most fans have like a real emotional connection to it even if they're not as big a fan as me if you show it to them they're like oh man i love donatello like there's it's got a friends aspect of like there's a character for everyone like there's there's something in there that represents every little kid at every moment so they can fucking relate to every story. It's that, interesting that you say it like that, because that's totally true. You know, you'll like, you'll be watching it. You'll be like, oh, man, I totally love Michelangelo. And then everyone's like, oh, I love I've always like Raphael. His, yeah, his that, attitude. that's part of the genius of it. Kevin, like the guys admit it, because that was the dudes who ran Playmates and the cartoon were the ones who told him, like, we've got to give them unique personalities past just like. Mikey's more of a stoner and likes food more than the rest of them. Right. <laughs> and, and like they both agree, like that, that and the colored bandanas. Mm-hmm. What a great move, fucking move. Like those were ideas that they didn't have yet. And the pizza, none of that existed till the cartoon. Oh, really? I mean, they ate pizza, but pizza wasn't the only food they ate. They'd eat hamburgers, they'd have beer. They're 15 year old kids drinking beer. Like did it they, was. Did funnier. they not have the colored bandanas in the comics? They no, they were all, all had the same red. Color. Red? Yeah, all red. Like a 
ninja doji That's same right. as the same as the foots yeah so uh it's for the better to make the change yeah it makes him identifiable and then jim henson took a, a step further and eastman has said like when he walked on set it blew his mind so hard he did like he couldn't understand why i hadn't thought of it before but giving them all different head shapes and facial expressions and giving them different eyes and bit like actually different muscle structures on their heads yeah like i can see silhouette of the 1990 ninja turtles and tell you exactly who's who i don't really? care for, i don't care from what angle yeah they're they're so identifiable and that that became a part of the ninja turtles in the cartoon in 2012 and it'll be a part of them forever going on because it's genius there's no there's no reason they'd be four identical brothers they're turtles from a fucking pet store there they all have different skin tone they all they all have different head shape they have different body markings like that's great i think rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles that was one of the few good ideas it had was that it made them all different species of turtle I think mm -hmm. if the cartoon didn't end up sucking as bad as it did, that might have stuck and become part of the storytelling going forward. But I think that'll be abandoned because of how bad that cartoon was. Oh wow! So, which sucks. But like they, they, like there's been small innovation the whole time. It's always applied to kids. The story is very relatable. It's got ninjas. It's got space travel. It's got Battle World in Battle Nexus. It's got every at like it's the best parody and love letter to comic books that has ever existed mm -hmm. yeah I've, I've always dug it they're always fun yeah it like the way we'd say that like batman the animated series benefits from paul dini and those guys being the biggest batman fans and having all those generations of batman under their belt before they got their start yeah like the, the ninja turtles got to take everything from every comic book ever up till 1985 and then put it in a blender and these two guys just had enough control to pour it out at the right rate where it was like a fun read and there's time travel with renette by issue eight but it like doesn't feel overpaced and like they were they just there's everything there's so much to explore and if mm -hmm. somebody had finally make those movies and not fuck up or play i think if it happened now with the way superhero movies are now that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 wouldn't have been a big enough failure to cancel the franchise. They would really? have Yeah, cuz they like they were planning a fourth movie and like there was more plans for it, so having the time travel movie was just part of the setup to get to more shit. Okay. And a studio would have more faith in that now. So if you had two of the biggest movies of all time and then a third movie that made you really good money but not as much money as the others had, yeah. you'd still go ahead and make the fourth. Whereas in 1993, they were like, that's a decline in cash. The next one's going to be a bigger decline. We're out. That was just the logic back then. Yeah, but back then I felt like more movies would get made despite, you know, the thing is nowadays, if a movie doesn't make $300 million, at least it's a failure. Yes. Um, uh, back then, you know, when movies were made on smaller budgets, they, they wanted a large margin, but any margin that was above was, was worth the time for somebody because what did they care they gave the money they got the money back they got a little bit back as long as they believed in certain aspects of it so you would have yeah. more movies than were necessary people were willing to do that studios i guess were taking more of a chance which is why i like bloom house yeah uh, not just because they make horror movies but because he'll just make a shit ton of movies yeah they'll just take a chance on something i think to that point ninja turtles 3 would have been a better film if it wasn't made in the 90s too because they wouldn't have rushed it into production and made it in six months to just capitalize on the heat right they would have taken a breath and like made a better movie the way they do now 
Yeah, and that might be that might be a hundred percent true. But yeah, they were gonna do dope shit. I mean, like once the Triceraton showed up in the live action movies, mm-hmm. like like if they would have kept it on the line for two more movies and gotten to that point, Dimension X and the Krang and everything, like I, like that that might have been the legacy we'd all be talking about instead of Marvel. But because the third movie didn't do well, and again, it did do well, it just didn't do great, uh, according to them. And after Henson died, it was a nightmare to do the suits. Why is that? He used oh, like no. the peak of his technology at the end of his life to build the Ninja Turtle suits and then mm-hmm. didn't tell anyone how it worked. Oh, and then, and then all of the best robotic guys and like uh, puppeteers in Hollywood couldn't figure out how to use his designs after he passed away. So in the second and third movie, they had to use shittier suits that cost more to do all the live action. <laughs> but it was Henson's swan song was those suits. That was his like, oh, that was like his best thing he ever did technically. And it was like the last thing he did. And he put a crazy amount of effort into it because he knew how sick he was. Mm, I cried the day he died. I like no exaggeration. I, I remember it was the same day that Sammy Davis Jr. died. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. I like Sammy Davis Jr. And then it was also hearing Jim Henson died. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Like I, I knew as, a, as I don't know how old I was because I don't remember the year, but I knew that I was still young and had a little bit of innocence where now I felt like it was it was gone. It was like 91 or 92, right? 91. Was it? Might have been 90. Jim might have, Henson. Yeah, it was probably 90. 1990, May 16th. All right, we're coming up on his anniversary. I was 16 years old. Yeah, I don't and, remember it, but I just, I've heard a lot of people's account of it. And I, yeah, I was bummed. I was bummed out because I watched, I watched all Henson stuff. I was, you know, I was a Muppet Show kid. I was a, uh, Fraggle Rock kid. He was a fucking genius, dude. Again, like his work on the Ninja Turtles changed it forever. Yeah, that was that was a sad, sad day. He's the man. And it all started with like weird subversive commercials. Oh, really? Yeah, he'd use the Muppets in like weird carpet commercials and shit that he was shooting for people. And they were hits. People loved it. Yeah. You should make a show out of this. It's Mm -hmm. funny. They had a lot of they had a lot of good talent on that show for sure just a bunch of fucking weirdos dude what a weird group of stoners no one should have been good at what they were doing when they did it yeah yeah that's weird speaking of weird (laughs) uh so we finished jury duty yeah i don't really know how to describe how i feel about this show i feel like the biggest takeaway is it's amazing they found that guy that guy truly ended up being a specimen of a human Like a a fucking specimen of a good dude. Which made me wonder, though, and I'm not taking anything away from him, but was he playing? Sorry, all right. I was going to ask if he was playing to the camera, but it it, it occurred that there were obviously a lot of secret cameras. Yeah. But he was acting to the documentary camera. Yeah, but there'd be like when they're in their room playing video yeah. games and stuff yeah. and he's being nice to like just upping everybody up or the when he's still yeah. arguing with that guy about how he won't take his money there's no cameras on him then as far as he knows that's 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 fair and he's being an ace and the shit where like he's alone in the interviews and he won't tell on people <laughs> like i'm gonna i'm gonna go rub one out really quick in the bathroom while i got time like that guy the way he def- like just wouldn't rat on that dude at all i laughed so hard at that scene 
that was one of the funniest reveals when he turns around to that guy and he's like, did you actually get hurt? <laughs> and the guy's like, no. And you can see he's like, everything's a lie. Like that was one of the straws that broke his back was when he realized <laughs> that that part was fake. Uh, he's so fucked up in the head when they reveal it to him. It's so funny. <laughs> Dude, once I figured out that that was uh, what's his, Baron Holtz's dad. Is it? Yeah. And if I was there in public, I think I'd have put it together quicker. I mean, I saw the name at first and I was like, oh, I wonder. But I mean, it's possible his name is just Baron Holt. No, it's his dad. It's his dad. It's his daddy. And he was a lawyer his whole life, but also did like a little bit of acting back in the day. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that show was that show was so good. I laughed so much so often. And it, it, it still is definitely, though, one of the weirdest shows I've I've watched. Oh, it's batshit. There's no way they're going to be able to replicate it. Well, they'll have to do something completely different. Right. Because there might be a lot of people that have watched the show, right? Right. And they shoot it in L.A. So they like people in L.A. are going to be aware that this happened. So they'd have to go to like a different city something like that dude also i'm really curious if they had any backup plan because they had so many backup plans like when you found out that mackie they'd abandoned the racist thing and then he he figured out he could lean into it and get it done anyway i wonder if they had a backup plan for him recognizing that dude who's been in everything <laughs> you know what i mean the guy with the long hair and the mustache i do who's been in literally fucking everything that i've ever seen <laughs> Like, because, like, I would have recognized him before I recognized Marsden. For real. If Marsden walked in with his sunglasses and his hat on and that guy was sitting behind me with that fucking members-only jacket just sitting there, I would have been like, oh, shit. Yeah, hey, man, he, like, I hate to bother you at jury duty, but can I get a picture really quick? Do you want to go smoke a J? He did. He does look. I, I can't place a movie that I've Dude, seen him in. He's in fucking everything. Kirk Fox. Yeah, he's in motherfucking everything. That dude's a imdb go, look at his imdb that guy that guy's been in so much shit i'm looking Kurt fox is that what it is yeah he's in community why, he's why in i didn't watch community quiet eric i'm going back to the beginning of his oh he's in mumford he's in the postman i didn't uh oh i oh i recognize him no i thought i recognized him from deadwood but he wasn't the guy i was thinking reservation dogs curb your enthusiasm black monday the yeah, dress up gang bulletproof yeah, I've, I've definitely seen him in stuff because i watched the goldbergs the connors ncis brooklyn 99 the mick rush hour parks and rec i haven't seen that but these are all the most watched things in history yeah yeah that people like binge in cycles like he's recognizable i'm so surprised they used him so it makes me wonder like do they give a questionnaire like oh do you watch the following shows? Do you do this just to get a sense of maybe he doesn't watch a lot of TV? Or, or did they just have a backup that if you walked over and was like, whoa, dude, because I mean, like, obviously they're in L.A. James Marsden's there. So yeah. maybe maybe if he recognized that guy, they just had it backed up that he'd be like, yeah, you know, I, I yeah. Nice to meet you, kid. That that had to be what they were hoping for is that he'd be so distracted by Marsden that he wouldn't pay attention to somebody that looks like a character he saw on a show. It just kept going through my head how funny it would be to get Marsden's reaction if they fooled someone like me who was way more interested into talking to Kirk than they ever would have been. Like, I would have been like, hey, Marsden's like, is Kelsey Grammer cool when he played the Beast? Nice. Anyway, Kirk, 
what was it like on the set of like like i would have been just like man you've done every cool show ever you were on reno 911 like i need to know everything about that but don't forget that they didn't have their phones or internet access i know but like if you walked up to him and you're just like dude you're that guy like you're the dude from community you, come on man what, give me your name you're you're like one of the best character actors of all time i can't think of it i know you're not begley who are you <laughs> I, i'm sure they had a plan around him just going like hey yeah my name's kirk or whatever there had to be man that guy is so fucking visible but he he just you're in la they probably see a lot of people that look like that he didn't say anything about marsden until marsden uh exposed himself well that lady comes up to take the picture but also marsden walks in with his hat on and glass sunglasses so it's again even that incognito even the kid says though when he's like oh yeah from x-men like yeah you recognized his jaw because he had a hat and sunglasses on until he took him off for the photo like yeah and if you hadn't seen sonic like what's marsden been in there that he's recognizable he looks like five other hot guys in hollywood uh well yeah i mean he's been in a bunch of stuff I know I like but even when they're telling people he's in the notebook and everyone's like who was he in the notebook like he's just a really handsome guy dude the main dude and he kind of looks like that other (laughs) who's that other handsome guy who's like doing documentaries now they look the same oh my god I laughed so hard on that Zac Efron him and Zac Efron could be brothers um, yeah, I can they, see that. They look more alike than any of the Hemsworths. <laughs> or the uh, Skarsgård. Yeah, he's just that brand of TV handsome. Dude, when he's yelling at people about his roles, he's bringing up Ally McBeal. Like, he he just, his penetration is not great. Oh, man. His his biggest role, he wore sunglasses and a visor the whole fucking time. Well, he had, he had to cover it at one point when, they, when he took it off. Dude, I watched X-Men over and over as a kid. I have no idea what that guy looked like. I didn't Ooh, know he was, in, he was in Blossom. James Marsden. Yeah, as Jimmy Marsden in '95. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, I watched Blossom. Everyone uh, watched Blossom. <laughs> Six was cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah, X Men, Zoolander. He was Ally McBeal. Thirteen episodes. Right, but who was he in Zoolander? Which one of the male models was he? He like he's never been the the other guy. Ron Wilkes Booth. Kirk has been like the country weird bumpkin redneck that has shown up in every show I've ever watched. Like, I know who that guy is. He that guy. Also in Superman Returns. Again, who? He was uh, Richard White. He was the husband of Lois. Or, yeah, after he disappeared when he came back. That was the new husband. Okay. I know you're right, but it's just Zach Efron in my mind. <laughs> i also signed chanted you probably did not um, yeah no i know that's what i mean i know he's been in shit but those aren't as deep a penetration as parks and rec and fucking ncis and maybe currently sure i'll, I'll give you that like over the last 10 15 years he's just been like that other dude's been in everything anyone who watches tv would have seen something with him in it oh shit he was also in the stand played a major character in the tv yeah, he, miniseries of the he, stand. he brought that up one of the times when he's listing shit on jury duty really yeah just the way he says it it doesn't sound clear because he's like this that the stand like it's it just in the string of words it doesn't it seems nonsensical he plays Stu Redman. That's a big role. <clears throat> you probably never read The Stand, I'm guessing. Nope. Scary, scary. Yeah. It's good. Um, so, yeah, Jury Duty was enjoyable. I really liked the wrap-up episode. I'm glad they included that. Mm-hmm. 
it was a really nice cap on top of the whole thing after laughing at these guys so hard and laughing hard now at like get, getting to see them experiencing the shit in in reality yeah i loved how uh <laughs> i loved how after noah goes and 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 obviously has sex with uh oh they soak <laughs> So I love how the next day he's sitting there all confident, like, yeah, I don't know. We'll hang out for a couple of days. But <laughs> and then they're getting pissed at him because he votes the way she votes. Yeah. Oh and fuck. she's like, um, can we do it and honestly? Because like and the way he gets mad, like that's the first time what's his name really gets mad, where he's like, dude, you can't are you voting like her? You can't do that. So they didn't have cameras. Oh, excuse me. They didn't have uh, earbuds. No, they were in a courtroom. There's hanging mics all over a courtroom. No, but the the uh, control room. Oh I- no, they do. You you see it in some of the angles they show in the sixth in the final episode. Uh, like the the judge has one in. They show when they're all in the jury box. They're they just all have it in the ear that doesn't face him. Really? Yep. All they're right. they're in there, and I think they're all probably slick about kind of pocketing it before they have to go out on the floor or do anything where they're going to be like moving around a bunch in front of them. I mean, that was really impressive how they pulled off that show. Dude, it better win a fuck ton of awards. Like I know it's on freebie and it's probably not going to get that big of a market penetration or whatever, but yeah, that's true. That's very true. But like, uh, I just don't know if I've seen a better feat in acting in a long time. Like that's, a dozen people turning in a hundred percent, man. <laughs> where, uh, where, what's his name? The, the guy's wife shows up. Oh my fucking God. That's so goddamn funny. <laughs> Everyone's just so uncomfortable. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> James showing up and destroying the cake is so fucking funny. Yeah. Oh. That show was, was worth every minute. I laughed so much. I mean, there were parts where it was a little slow, but for the most part, I was just astounded as how awesome and uncomfortable it was. Like I, I just couldn't imagine being him from that one scene where the guy walks by, is like, <laughs> "I'm gonna go rub one out." Well, I got it's time. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is happening? And then how normal they all ended up being. How normal the Asian guy who has been talking like this the whole time, being He's very, very, just turns into a normal dude at the end. I saw. Pacific Rim. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not a sexy movie. Not sexy at all. Yeah, and the, and the game. Oh, or the nerd. One of the hardest times I laughed in that final episode is when he asked that kid, "Like, so are you like actually into tech?" And, <laughs> and he turns around and says in the smoothest voice he's used in the whole show, "Like, yeah, not really, dude." <laughs> and just like it strings his words together in a normal human way, where you're like, "Oh God, that! How did he do that for that many days?" It's funny to. It was funny to me when, like, the two older actors were kind of both being shown bitching about how much they had to eat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about, though, how how did these people get breaks and go to the control room to meet with producers? Like, I I, I mean, I guess when they're, when they're doing one-on-one interviews with him, the whole cast would just go and eat and hang out? Or, or uh, like, during the day... Or they'd all go back to the hotel, like they said, and then they'd all have to fuck off. But there'd all there'd usually be one person or two people fucked into distracting him. Right, and everybody else is just yeah. Because even in the interviews, a lot of it's two man interviews. So he's in there with somebody else. They they have him tied up for half an hour while they do that with the other guy. That guy doesn't get a break that day. Right, and everybody else is in the producing room 
figuring out, you know, storylines or whatever else to work on. Yeah. And they have to have union lunches, despite the fact that they're going to get fed again, probably immediately after when they bring food in for this guy. Oh, no. Yeah. That's why it was so funny to see Kirk specifically be like, yeah, it was just so much goddamn food. Especially after early on in the show, the kids just like, it seems like it's more like we're eating and taking breaks once in a while to talk about a case. (laughs) I laughed really hard at that, too. I was trying to figure out what uh, I was trying to describe it to somebody. And then that just summed it up for me. It was it was like, yeah, I I feel like they just feed us. And occasionally we go into the courtroom. Yeah. And for him to think they were getting fed a lot. Then imagine all these other people that like were getting fed twice, literally twice as much. Oh, yeah. I I really enjoy that show. I'm looking for another show. There's a show called The Power, and it's about, I don't know how it happens, but there's all these teenage girls around the world who suddenly get the power to electrocute somebody at will. Yeah, I think John Leguizamo's in it. Yes, he plays the father of one girl. And I'll see anything that old Leggy's in. It it looks kind of good. I'm like, I'm looking for a new show to watch with my girls. And I don't want to go 16 plus because yeah. I use bad language in front of them. It's just more provocative stuff that they don't fully understand. Yeah. I, I don't want to deal with yet. Yeah, no, I get uh, that. And Paper Girls was pretty good for them. They enjoyed it. So I need something along those lines. And I don't I don't have anything right now. So right now we're watching this show called Outlast. Okay. It's like alone. Yeah. But there's 16 people. Actually, there was 20. And they grouped up into uh, teams. And then as they fall apart, they switch teams and do whatever but it's the last person standing in the wilderness but i, I need a different show have After. you ever watched grim uh that's about like the grim story right and it's no. this guy who's a descendant of the grims and the grims have all hunted these things throughout time and killed them but he doesn't like killing them so he only kills ones that are actually a problem and then he just deals with everyone else oh it's really good that'd probably be a really fun one to watch with your daughters yeah, what's what age? I mean, it's it's prime time. Oh, okay. So even if there is something that's like t- two people talking in bed, it's a husband and wife. It's not, and there's no like sexy, sexy scenes or anything. Sure. There might be some innuendo jokes between like two male characters, just being like, "Where were you?" and then like some innuendo, but nothing that would even kind of land for them. Yeah. It'd be enough over their head and quick enough on a prime time show that they wouldn't even register. And we've watched enough for the Marvel movies to deal with some of that adult stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, but it's on Prime. Yeah. Grim Rules, man. It's really fun. All right. I'll uh, check it out. And it's got a lore to it. And there's a mystery that unfolds and the, it'll it'll keep the girls hanging on, I think. The CGI is good enough. The creatures are really cool. Some of them are cute. Some of them are terrifying. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll try it. It's on Prime. I just want to know rim rating. It's always good to know. Like I'll do thirteen. What do they say it is? I'm not not really seeing it, but I also didn't type age rating. Uh, it says it's not for kids under fourteen, fifteen. But common sense media. I don't know if I always agree. I bet that has more to do with the 
theoretical violence. I could watch it and, and find out. But the reality is they watch stuff that's above their age, and I just need to stay on top of making sure they understand. Yeah. And and again, again, it's something they got away with at like eight o'clock on network. So they're not doing anything that would have got letters. Well, what time do you think? So what time do you think kids go to sleep? It depends on the family, but they usually don't start adult primetime shows till 9 p.m. Mm. That's when like the series cop dramas and shit with like child rape and shit that would fuck a kid up if they saw it starts on TV. That's what time like Dynasty was on in the 90s. Or- yeah, usually the seven o'clock, eight o'clock block is uh we don't have watershed in america but that's kind of our watershed is you go up until nine central Mm. and that and then you can kind of play in the playground a little bit harder but even those they'll more like talk about something than they'll show it it's not like svu shows violent crimes okay you know what i mean i got this rogue printer it's doing so you getting a fax no i think uh you're getting a fax from john titor i think somebody's printing something but it's getting all bunched up because a plug was blocking oh, things so i'm yeah. just seeing papers get all bunched up and it's kind of bothering me a little bit you can see it over there in the corner yeah yeah right over there. all right well i don't know uh I think I think there's so much more to talk about this DCU. I, I just want to talk about it all the time. Uh, it comes out June 16th, The Flash. Yep. I also saw Dan Harmon in Trinidad. What? Yep. He's coming out of Lucky Monkey Buds into a rental pickup. Really? Yep. Did you say anything to him? No, I didn't have time to park and get out before he got in to leave. Oh, man. But it was 100% him. Like, I lost conversation with my friend, and then when we got, like, we pulled up right next to him as he was getting in the truck and i like tried to pull over and jump out but he was already gone Followed him. <laughs> i mean i didn't want to creep him out i know i know i know yeah but it was wild to see him in trinidad buying weed that's yeah that's great he, glad we still got the draw yeah <laughs> well that's a good way to end our colorado episode yeah uh, a lot a lot to talk about. I want to talk more about these C-list characters, and we should do uh, like a not a Deadpool, but like a DC poll. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, people should make James Gunn listen to this at gunpoint or James Point, James so that Point. so that he understands where we're coming from as fans that give a shit and have consumed every form of DC media. We save you so much time and research, sir. Yeah. Let us know when you do it. And uh, and let us know if you have any questions about how to do it, because we'll direct you somewhere. Yeah, and you I can send ideas. your you can send your feedback and show topic ideas to broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. <laughs> you, you can follow us on Twitter at broadcast at broadcast geeks, on Instagram at broadcast underscore geeks. We have a Reddit. We don't use it because because you don't write stuff people so get on there do that and then remember to subscribe review us on itunes and anywhere else you listen and with that we're going to leave you with our signature excelsior